So the Melbourne website have got a statement on their website from Gary Pert, their Chief Executive Officer, so I might as well read it. Dear members, I would like to address recent media speculation that the Melbourne Football Club is exploring a trade for Clayton Oliver. Firstly, I would like to acknowledge that we understand the frustration among members and supporters when our players are discussed in the media as potential trade targets. At no stage has the club entered discussions with any club regarding a trade for Clayton. Furthermore, Clayton has not requested a trade and will remain at the Melbourne Football Club. The club has been aware of and supporting Clayton with his personal circumstances for some time and is committed to continuing to do so. So let me read that again. The club has been aware of and supporting Clayton with his personal circumstances for some time and is committed to continuing to do so. Um, I'm not sure what that actually means, but the club has been aware of his personal circumstances for some time. There you go. Uh, What those personal circumstances are, uh, there's been a lot of speculation on, obviously. And the statement from Gary Pert on the website goes on to say, while club leaders focus on the care and support Clayton needs, we also have a responsibility to uphold our strong club culture for the benefit of all our players and staff. And staff. So there's a bit of a staff mention in there as well. Uphold our strong club culture for the benefit of all our players and staff. We have a responsibility to ensure that everyone within the club is committed to meeting the expected behavioural standards of a player within an AFL high-performance environment. Clayton understands what is expected of him as a professional athlete, as well as the standards and behaviours a Melbourne person is expected to uphold. Finally, I would like to acknowledge the exceptional efforts of our football department leaders. They continuously drive our high-performance culture while also providing care and support for any individual who may struggle at times in the highly scrutinised and high-pressure environment of the AFL. We are fortunate to have such a caring and committed group of players, coaches and staff driving the standards and values our club is built on. We now ask for the football industry to respect Clayton's privacy whilst the club and he continue to work through these challenges. Gary Pert, Chief Executive Officer, Melbourne Footy Club. Just heard the statement from the Melbourne Footy Club. I read to you Tom Morris who's been on this story from the outset, has been good enough to jump into the studio. Tom, welcome to you. Great to have you on. Uh, G'day, Dwayne. Where do you want to start with this? Well, wherever you... What's the latest then? You've read the statement as well. Uh, You've been talking to the Melbourne Footy Club yourself, no doubt, to people of the Melbourne Footy Club. What have they told you? Uh, Well, Melbourne Football Club were in a position where um, rival clubs felt that Clayton Oliver was gettable. Callan um, Riley put that on the agenda the other day. Um, a few of us did a bit more digging and it became pretty apparent that uh, Melbourne Football Club was open to a trade for the right deal. Um, this doesn't mean that uh, that the Demons were in any way shopping him around, doesn't mean they were pushing him out, and I said that, nor does it mean that um, that they'd entered negotiations or discussions with any other club uh, in a, of a serious nature that would see Clayton Oliver leave. But nevertheless, the possibility was there and you could sense that and you knew that based on the people around the situation. But over the last 24 hours, there's been some pretty important people that have, um, that have helped, I guess, broker this negotiation or this, um, uh, I guess, de-escalation is what the Herald Sun called it, of any trade prospect and brought Melbourne Football Club and Clayton Oliver back together when they seemed so, they seemed so far apart about 48 hours ago. Um, Clayton Oliver was frustrated at the Demons. The Demons were frustrated at Clayton Oliver. 
Um, and the statement is a nice calming statement from Gary Pert, but um, understandably, it doesn't quite go into the actual detail of what happened behind the scenes and how delicate this became and how real this became that um, Clayton Oliver might be leaving the club for the right deal. Uh, it, Clayton Oliver's a big name, Dwayne, as you know, and you spoke to him. You understand that there was a disconnect between the player and the club for some time. So as soon as his name got brought up with any sort of possibility of a trade, it was going to be a big story. But anyone who understands the way that trades work, and Taylor Adams is a good example of it now, at the Sydney, potentially going to the Sydney Swans, know that it's not a black and white thing. They know that a player just doesn't all of a sudden say, I want to be traded and they leave. There's always a massaging period. So in Xavier Dersma's case at Port Adelaide, he's in that massaging period now. Xavier Dersma's at Port and he's assessing whether he wants to go. Port are assessing whether they should let him go and clubs are assessing whether they should get him in. That's that grey gray area. And that's what Clayton Oliver was in for 48 or 72 hours, that grey area. And from that area, you either go back and you say, no, nope, I'm staying, we're not going anywhere, or then you explore it further. And it appears as if the form has happened, which is good news for Melbourne supporters and also good news for Clayton Oliver as well because they, they know him best and they're able to support him um, given the difficulties of this year. So the statement, uh, and I read from it, uh, the club has been aware of and supporting Clayton with his personal circumstances for some time and is committed to continuing to do so. Um, Clayton understands what is expected of him as a professional athlete as well as the standards and behaviours a Melbourne person is expected to uphold. It's, it's, uh, it does go into some depth about the, well, if disconnect, if you want to call it that, or the fact that there was, there is, there has been an issue. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it goes, it touches on it, doesn't it? But it's not exactly going to give all the details given there's such a uh, mm. significant welfare component to the entire matter. But I do reckon that, um, I do reckon that in time, we'll find out more about what's happened over the last 48 to 72 hours. And I think what you'll find, in fact, I know what you'll find eventually is just how delicate this was and just how serious this was and just how seriously both sides we're considering their options. Melbourne considering what a trade looked like and Oliver considering what a trade looked like. I mean, Theo Diropoulos from Channel 7 in, in Adelaide reported um, that uh, that Oliver was open to a move to the Crows. So it was from Oliver's side as well. And that's what I'm talking about with that grey area that fa- that hopefully football supporters can understand. It's not always a player wanting to go and leaving. It's not always a player definitely staying. There is a grey area of negotiation and chats. And that was only my... Uh, probably further complicated by the fact that um, there's such a strong welfare component to this story, given Oliver's difficult year and um, and the and I guess the suggestions of um, unprofessionalism and, and and lifestyle that he needs to improve. So that all happened. The fact that the Melbourne board had to discuss this and work through it, and then essentially, according to my colleague Sam Edmund, gave him an, ulti- an ultimatum, an ultimatum or um, a, a shape up or ship off sort of, uh, you know, like. I guess idea um, that tells you that this was very delicate for a long period of time or not a long period of time, a a short period of time. It was, it was red hot. So he stays now a hundred percent and he stays forever. A hundred percent. I can't say forever, Dwayne. I mean, I would have thought Mm. that Adam Trelaw would be at Collingwood forever. I would have thought that Brody Grundy would be at Collingwood forever, but um, it seems now that he's going to stay for next year. And you'd imagine that if um, him and the club can use this as a, I guess a method or a vehicle to get even closer than they were beforehand, um, it can actually work in their favour because they've had to deal with these issues. They've had to explore these issues and make sure that, um, that they can sort them out. So that 
seven years remaining on a deal, it's always going to be hard to trade him. <laughs> always very difficult to trade mm. him. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, he'll be at the club next year. And that was always the view that that was more likely. But, geez, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't certain. It wasn't certain until this morning. Even as late as last night, there was a rival club I spoke to that was sure he was going to leave. Um, and if they're thinking that, it means they're having discussions around the, uh, around the situation as well. So, trade updates of a tyre power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local tyre power. You've got some news. Sydney Swans have been in the news, not just with this Taylor Adams story. What else has been in the news with Sydney? Uh, James Jordan has, uh, has been welcomed to the Sydney Swans. He's joined as a free agent, so an unrestricted free agent. So, from Melbourne, he's now a uh, Sydney Swans player. James Jordan, I think that is the first move of the free mm. agency period. So, we'll see what happens this afternoon. Yeah, nice call uh, on that by the Sydney Swans. I think they've got a good one there. Great to have you. And anything else bubbles around, uh, jump in the studio. We'll talk to you again soon. No worries. Thanks. Thanks, Dwayne. Tom Morris joining us for the latest there after that statement released by the Melbourne Football Club on Clayton Oliver, which we did think was going to be released uh, and has been released. And if someone from the Melbourne Football Club is speaking later, we'll get them on. But it's pretty unlikely. I think they'll be happy with their statement and take it from there.